Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. I just want to meet you face to face, talk a little bit, and really basically figure out, will I have sex with you or won't I? First of all, it's a panty dropper, makes me wet. I just, I'm like, you know you're with a man. You're just like, oof, yes. It's the strongest feeling and drive I've ever had. You would move heaven and earth for it. Hello guys, long time, no talk. Well, I know, let's let's just get right to it. I know I've been radio silent for a while and just kind of been taking a little time off, enjoying my summer. And, and then all of a sudden I kind of just got, how do I describe it? Like where I just, I don't know, you get, you know, you, you have the gift of gab and then one minute you do and then one minute you don't. So I kind of, after much poking and prodding from, from listeners, a lot of people in the text group, my text group are like, where the hell are you? Where have you been? And also Sir Inc. has been on my ass about getting up, getting back in the saddle, doing another podcast. So here I am finally trying to redeem myself, but it's a good time to do a Q&A because I've had lots of questions come in. And I can update you on what's been going on. So let me get right to it. I will pull up my questions here. I hope everyone's having a good summer. Despite the fact that we're having this pandemic, you know, I've just still been kind of trying to live my life as best I can, still having fun, still doing, you know, still just living life, being, being smart about it. But, you know, I'm not letting it slow me down. By the way, if you guys, if anybody wants to join the text group, you should do it. It's really the best way to communicate with me. I respond to people quickly. It's a better way just to have a one-on-one conversation with me. And if you want to join, it's 415-997-0957. Now, you're going to get an automated message at first. It just allows you to fill in your contact details. And then once you do, we can chat. I will not chat with somebody if you don't if you can't even take the time to make up a fake name. Put in your I'm not asking you for the details. You put them in. It's up to you. So if you can't even make up a fake name, I'll just delete you. And once I opt you out, you can't opt back in. So that's kind of how that goes. So anyway, but it's a good way. It's a, lots of great people in there, and it's just chat. It's you and I chatting one on one. I call it my text group, but. It is just a one-on-one thing, so you don't have to worry. It's not like you're in there, and it's not like a group text. Okay, so let me start with the first question is from, this is from Travis, and this guy is actually, he, this question came in from, I have a an account that I use to meet guys, you know, like a, I guess like, it's not what do you call it? Shit. Now I'm drawing a blank on what's the, where you swipe left, swipe right. It's not, what's that called? 
Oh, I'm having a brain fart. It's not that, but it's a, it's a, it's like a, yeah, I mean, it's like a hookup. It's a hookup site. I've mentioned it before on my podcast. Anyway, so this guy, know, he knows about the podcast. His name's Travis. And he says, I'm curious how your blogging or diaries have been going. How has the, how has this affected your thinking? Me, meaning I assume it's been beneficial to you mentally to be able to discuss experiences and fantasies, etc. What made you start this? What was your aha moment? Was it something you dabbled in and then decided you enjoyed it? So yeah, Travis, I, if you kind of, if you listen, I know you listen to the podcast, but if you go, if you go back to the very, you know, just listen to the very first one. I mean, basically it just started because I was not being sexual. I had not been sexual quite a long time. I think about three and a half years And I just said, what the hell am I doing? This is ridiculous. Nobody's, I haven't, you know, I've just scheduled my life around other things. Didn't make my sex life a priority. And I'm just somebody that will just turn on a dime. When I get an idea, it's, it's a go. I mean, I just throw myself into things. And so, yeah, I just just turned on a dime and said, screw this. I'm going to get laid. I'm going to have fun. And you know what? I'm I'm going to make a list of all the things I've always ever wanted to do and and start knocking things off. You know, just I really thought, well, let's make it fun. And then I just decided to start podcasting about it. And it just kind of it it went from there. And organically, people started finding out about it. it was very strange because I didn't before the social before I started doing social media. I just, you know, you know, I just, just started putting out the podcast and basically it was just the search engines picking up on it, certain keywords or whatever, and they would hit on it. And I, then I started realizing, holy shit, people are listening to this. So it's just been quite an interesting evolution. You know, I, even on my social media, I don't like totally push the podcast. It's just a lot of naughty pictures and stuff. So I'm reblogging posts and things that I like and something, you know, if I find something interesting or turns me on, I reblog it and, you know, and then I got a big following that way. And people also happen to notice that I have a podcast, but, but a lot of people don't, it's interesting. They don't, you know, like they'll, they'll follow my blog and they never noticed I had a podcast. (laughs) So anyway, that's, you know, that's what got me going on it. And how is it affecting, affected my thinking? I mean, it sure it is beneficial. It's sort of like an online diary. I get to just put stuff out there and I get to, it's really, you know, what's really interesting. It's interesting just to document your sex life and how you think about sex, how you feel about it. Things that you said you'd never do. I mean, if you, if you go back to the beginning and you listen, as I know some of you have, thank you. I love the people that listen to listen to it from start to finish. Like they go back to year one and they binge listen because you probably remember more about me than I do at this point. I mean, some of the stuff you forget and sometimes you guys will send me stuff and and I'm like, oh my God, that's right. I did do that. Or, you know, or I used to actually, you know, blog about the sexual experiences. I would, I would write about those and publish those on my website and then I use the podcast just to kind of talk about things, talk about topics. And, but then I just realized how much I don't like writing and how much I don't, yeah, I don't like my writing style. And 
it was so much work for me. And I just thought, you know, it's so much easier. I've just got the gift of gap. I should just talk it through. So that's when I kind of switched the format over to, you know, everything being audio. But yeah, it's been it's been fun and interesting. And I, I, I've I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I continue to enjoy it. I got a little, you know, like I said, I just I got a little off track here for about a month. I think it's been about a month, you know, since I've actually done a podcast. Yikes. And to be honest with you right now, I am fucking dying. I'm so tired. I'm sitting here. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm drinking black tea and I just popped three caffeine pills. I have been doing this crazy. I'm doing this crazy like eight week. It's, it's a shred. It's basically a shred, but it's strength training. I, I, the, the, the physical demands that I'm putting myself through right now are not so, but I like, see, I like physical challenges. I love, I've always been that way. Like I love to challenge myself physically. So right now I'm three weeks into this eight week thing and I'm doing strength training six days a week. I do cardio. We start out with cardio an hour a day for the first two weeks. And then every two weeks you increase the cardio by another 20 minutes. So now I'm in, I'm on an hour and 20 minutes of cardio a day. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Plus, I do my yoga because I can't give up for the strength training really shortens and tightens your muscles and I'm super flexible. So I can't give up my hot yoga. So in addition to this, I do an hour and a half of hot yoga on top of it five days a week. And I don't get a day off of cardio. You have to do cardio seven days a week for eight weeks. And I'm doing their, and I'm following their meal plan, which is, is fine. It's just a lot of food prep. And I've never done that. I've never, never followed any type of food plan or calories. Like I'm eating first two weeks is 1500. No was it 1400 calories? Then no, 1500, sorry, 1500 second week. It's like goes down to after two weeks, it goes down to 1300 No, 1400 and it tapers, right? So the last two weeks you're at 1200. And I mean, today I just hit the wall. I don't know why today I hit the wall. I was literally dragging ass and I still, so I did my hour of cardio this morning. I did my hour and a half of yoga and I still have to do my strength training and then go for a run to finish off my little, I'm starting to run now. I ride the bike for an hour in the morning and then I, and then in the evenings I'll do a 20 minute run. And then as that increases, I'm adding my additional time onto the running. Anyway, it's just fucking nuts, but <laughs> I literally, I'm like jacking myself up on caffeine right now. Cause I just, I don't know what happened. Like I'm at the, you know, this is week three, it's Thursday and I'm just crashing. It's the first day I feel tired, just really physically tired. I never, I don't usually feel like this. So I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming it's going to pass, but anyway, so sorry for the long 
Sorry for the long diatribe there. All right. Next question is from Brad. Oh, this is really interesting. Okay. This is from Brad. I need to preface this because on my profile, on my hook on the hookup site that I'm on, right? On my profile, I say, I say, I absolutely have no interest in married guys whatsoever. I don't want any married guys hitting me up because they always do. Guys with either your, you know, any anybody that's married, anybody that's got a girlfriend and cheat, you know, any any type of cheater, liar, get the fuck away from me. Just it's just such a turn off for me. I don't like it. I'm sorry. You know, I hate I'm not trying to it just it's just my personal preference. You know, I I I will I don't I don't care what people do, but if you bring it to my front doorstep and you want to do it with me, no, no sir. But so this guy took the time to to really write out something very interesting and I want to comment on it. But I had to give you a little background there on what he's commenting on. Okay. So he says, hi, Brad here. Just a quick note to say hello and respectfully relay a comment for consideration. First, I don't think I fit your criteria for a friends with benefit, and I'm certainly not going to go down a lame path of, but I'm an ex- exception rather than, rather the reason I'm writing is to point out that you may be inadvertently limiting you, your target pool of potential friends with benefits. The blanket assessment of all married men as a hard hell no is what I'm commenting on. There are a variety of life circumstances that may happen such that one person in a relationship is is asexual yet has given loving permission for their partner to seek physical satisfaction outside their relationship. This is my situation. Between menopause and some long-term medication my wife is on, she has no libido, but she's open-minded enough to have given me permission to have sexual encounters outside of our relationship. We've discussed this several times and have some basic ground rules and we've agreed to, so I don't consider myself as cheating on her. Actually, in point of fact, because we have had the difficult conversations, we have worked on our marriage in earnest and as a result of our our relationship is actually stronger. I'm a better partner to her because I don't feel stuck in a sexless situation and she does not feel guilty that she is not being a good spouse. We are both guilt-free to be with to be who we are as people, and we respect each other enough to have worked through the very difficult issue of changing mismatched sexuality. When we first got married in 1997, we were both very compatible, but life threw us some curveballs. Where we are now, we both benefit from our agreement because of loving respect for each other. For what it's worth, my agreement with my wife is a version of don't ask, don't tell, and it works for us. That, along with a few other common sense rules that really amount to being respectful, obviously, you know, no friends with benefits in our home, the details of any agreement with my wife don't really matter mostly. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to respectfully point out that a hardline stance of saying you would never consider a married man for a friends with benefit might be self-limiting. There are there likely are married men out there that fit within this, your sense of ethics and morals, yet you are missing out on these otherwise decent people. Lastly, I realize that what I am describing is way more the exception than the norm, and most married guys are in fact cheating. So I do fully understand why there is, an, there is a justifiable doubt in your mind. Have fun, be safe, and best wishes on your journey. Well, Brad... 
first of all, I want to say thank you for your very well thought out, um, wonderfully written. You know, I know you put a lot of time into that. And uh, thank you for sharing that with me. And I totally agree with you as far as this type of a situation. And if you've, you've obviously not listened to my podcast, I don't even think you're aware of it, but I, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, when I am, I I mean, kudos to you. Like I can't high five you enough on this. This is what I'm trying to convey to people is communication with their spouse and their partner. If you don't have it, you just don't have shit. You're going to have a shitty marriage and between now and dead, you know, you're, you're just, you're fucked. Not literally, <laughs> you know, like you want to be, you're fucked. And, it, and, and most guys I have found, unfortunately, just don't want to have the conversation. They don't want to be open and honest with their partner about what they need or what they're feeling or what they're lacking or what have you. And so they just lie and cheat. And I am not down with that. I, you know, I, I congratulate you on your exemplary example of what a good marriage is because you are going to go through, you know, the goods, the, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, you know, everything. And you guys are doing it the right way. And I, like I said, I take hats off to you. I cannot, I cannot give you enough praise for this. So you really have my respect. Now, so aside from, let's just set aside the, you know, the dishonesty portion of why I don't, you know, why I don't have any respect for men that choose to do this. Let's set that aside. If I, if I were to set that aside, the other, compo- the other component is, the way I look at it is, I'm a single woman with a lot of flexibility. I get to, you know, go where I want, see who I want. I'm open and honest with my partners about what I'm doing. Again, kind of the same rule, you know, I don't rub it in their nose. You don't need to give all the details. It's just that when you have friends with benefits, you do just you do disclose and discuss the fact that hey, I'm not monogamous, we're not being monogamous. You know, we're, we're going to have fun. We'll respect each other's boundaries. Absolutely. And, you know, and all that and, and all that good stuff. Right. It's just it's just really communicating your way through the situation. But as a single woman who really gets to, like I said, who has a lot of freedom, I don't want to be someone like me does not want to be subject to the limitations of some guy that's cheating on his spouse's limitations. Do you understand what I mean? What I mean is I'm now sucked into the limitations of their life. Like, oh, well, we can't go to my house or, oh, well, you know, we got to sneak into this or, oh, I can't take phone calls after this time or whatever the fuck weirdness it is. Right. I mean, no, 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 no. I just, I'm, I'm a grown up woman. I am not that, that to me is such a turnoff. Me having to like revolve any part of my life, even the smallest part around your, around your, your lack of ability to just be at a, an adult, you know, and really do the right thing, communicate, 
do whatever, you know, do whatever. Don't, don't think you're going to get someone like me that, 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 that wants to just like, oh, okay. You know, that's all I can get, I guess, is some, some married guy. (laughs) No, 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 no. You know, the, the, it's not, that's not convenient for me. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. I'm not sucked in to your shitty marriage. So do you know what I mean? Then it's like, I'm experiencing it with you. All the limitations, all the things you can't do, all the lack of freedom that you have. I don't have that problem. I don't want to have that problem. And again, I just don't, you know, I don't feel right about, you know, about the, I don't know, the lying and all that stuff. So I think you are fabulous. I love what you're doing. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you're right on the money, like right on. And I wish just even if 50% of the guys had the balls, the balls to do what you're doing to, and the, and the, and the depth of character to have that discussion and, and, and take it on with their partner. You you know, I just, uh, uh, you are fabulous. Obviously your wife is fabulous and, you know, good on, good on you both. Really good on you both. So I'm proud of you. All right. Thanks, Brad. Okay. Next question. (laughs) This, where do you guys hear this one? Okay. Again, this, this is, this is on my hookup site. I'm very much an ass man, oral anal to please a woman. Would you enjoy pushing a turd into my mouth as you squat? This guy's name is Tom. Tom, this takes the cake, buddy. This is absolutely the weirdest, most fucked up question I've had. Congratulations. You just ding, ding, ding. You just won a prize. No, I'm not. Those are hard limits. Poop, pooping and peeing on anybody. I mean, no, no. There's been a lot of things, Tom, that I have said I would never do. And I actually have ended up doing it. But it doesn't involve, you know, bodily excrement. I will, I'm just, just a thousand percent sure I'm not going to bend on this one. So it is a, it's a, it's a hell no. There is no way I would poop on somebody, let alone poop into their mouth. (laughs) I just, oh my gosh, no, no, I'm, I cannot do it. Okay. But thanks for the laugh. I mean, like, really, that was, I'm not going to forget that one. You're going to stay until somebody comes along with something more disgusting. <laughs> you're going to be, you will, you will, you won that prize. I will always remember you. All right. This is uh, Daniel from my, from my texting group. Here's girl texting group. Any new men in your life? Well, Daniel, as a matter of fact, Yes. And that's what my next podcast is going to be about. So I'm not going to give out any details. I'll, I'll give, well, okay, okay. I'll give a little bit of details. Let's, I'll start with, let's say, um, just a, a six, I'll say he, so he's six, six and, and like tall, like I like him and, you know, built nice body, like 
volleyball player body and and very very handsome very handsome definitely a 10 and and yeah I have some I do have some stories to share so I will that'll be the next podcast and I'm actually probably going to make myself do that right after this one because I got to I got to keep my momentum going. I've just been I you know, I kind of fell off the wagon there, but yes, Daniel. So those those deets are coming. Okay. Wow, oh, this is JK from my texting group. How soon after you first meet will you sleep with a guy? Well, so basically my MO is and I've really been back on this. I've been working working my system hard. I've been working it. Basically, I like to just, you know, I chat with somebody a little bit. I mean, you know, like texting back and forth. And then I like to meet right away. Just meet. I do. I call it a meet and greet. You meet, you know, you have a drink, you have coffee, whatever. There's no expectation of anything other than I'm going there just to see we're testing the chemistry because I may not like you or you may not like me. And I just want to meet you face to face, talk a little bit and really basically figure out, will I have sex with you or won't I? And after that, I'm good to go. So after I meet with somebody, then once, if I've decided that, yeah, I'm sexually turned on by you, I like you, there's some chemistry there, hey, I'm good to go. If you ever, if you go back, I did a podcast about, I called it Ugly Fucking. This was in year one. That was when I, that was the one time where I met somebody and I'm, I went to the, I went to a hotel and I knew we were going to have sex, but I hadn't met them first hand before. And that was all that took. I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Ooh, ooh, that's awkward. I'm not going to be in that situation again. So I always meet somebody at once. And one, and after that, it's, um, it's on. You know, it's either it's either yes or no. OK, besides T-Rex hands and funky toes, what else is are a huge turn off? I would say, hmm. I think, you know what, I really notice when I meet somebody, I mean, I think this is just a girl thing. I hope I'm not, you know, I, I think most guys are aware of this. Maybe you're not, but I, I'm i noticing all the little details. I'm looking at your outfit. I'm looking at how you dress to, came, to come and meet me, you know, how you have groomed yourself. If you got nose hair, if you got ear hair, whatever, you know, like I'm checking how you did your hair, you know. I really am sizing you up from head to toe. And if, you know, if you meet, if we're meeting, like, let's say in a nice restaurant and you got flip flops on, I'm probably not going to like you. I mean, there's just certain things. I feel like, you know, if, if you show up under the premise of, Hey, I want to meet you. Let me see if there's sexual chemistry. Basically I'm deciding whether or not I want to fuck you. And if you show up looking like a schlumpadinka, what am I supposed to think? Like, oh, yes, please put your penis in me. That's attractive. No. So I really do pay attention to the presentation, you know. And again, you don't have to show up in a suit. It's really just, do. does it look like you put any effort into this? And if you didn't, because I do, that's the thing. When I go... I want somebody to be like, oh, hey, look at what I, look at this, you know, wow. I want somebody to be interested. So I'm putting time, effort, and care into 
what I pick out to wear, how I do my hair, you know, my everything, my, my toenails, my fingernails, you know, just, I like everything just so. And my makeup, you know, which I don't wear a lot of, but just, you know, I like everything to look a certain way when I'm meeting someone for the first time, because I think first impressions are important. And if somebody's just, just doesn't think that they are, then I'm probably not, you know, I'm probably not going to like someone. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to be impressed. I'm going to be like, eh, yeah, this guy didn't, you know, he doesn't care. He's just, he's just a ding dong. (laughs) Okay. Other than looks, and these are all from JK right here. Other than looks, what are your huge turn-ons? Well, it's confidence. Confidence is a huge turn-on. Dominant men. And I mean, dominant, a dominant man is someone who knows how to treat a lady. He's going to open the door for you. He's going to, when you go, he's going to get the check. And again, I'm not, this is not to say somebody's spending a lot of money on you, but if, if you meet somebody for coffee or they ask you out to dinner, I'm not going to go Dutch. I feel like men should be men. And these are all part of the things that are sexual turn-ons for me. I love manly big hands, broad shoulders, and, you know, like big, tall, just strapping guys. Like, I I love that. I, there's a certain way a dominant man knows how to, it's hard to explain. Like, there's a certain way, too, like a dominant man knows how to use his body before you've even gotten naked. Like, he'll stand if you stand close enough there's a proximity that you can stand there's a way you can kind of if I feel move me like if I feel like I want to move a little bit like pull shrink back because your presence is so like you cross that line you know however like our personal space and if you just kind of go a hair over that that's you kind of claiming the space, like claiming the room, you know? And if I feel that happening, I'm like, Ooh, I'm getting some, and I'm, you know, and I'm getting some sparks. I'm just like, Ooh, it get, it, I'll get shy. Like it'll make me nervous. A guy that understands that kind of energy and like how to use that on a woman, man, it's like, first of all, it's a panty dropper makes me wet. I, I, I just, I'm like, you know, you're with a man. You're just like, oh, yes. It's exciting. And it's kind of flirty. And you just, you feel that like the tension in the air becomes palpable. So these are kind of, these are real subtle, dominant, masculine things. And, and they're non, it's just nonverbal communication. And it's hot. It's hot animalistic it's kind of more primal stuff so like that to me is hot you know and I feel it I pick up on that you know and it just gets me oh my god so excited okay this is Adam from my texting group he says hi so I can't help but be curious what goals you have for the coming year well oh you know what this year is has this weird you weird has this year has been so weird you know just like it's just been weird I think everybody knows that right but 
And I had, when I started the year, I mean, I had a direction that I thought I was going to be moving the podcast, the, where I wanted to go with it. And then we hit all this, you know, pandemic and everything kind of slowing down. And, you know, so, so on a personal level, of course, I want to keep, I want to regroup with my uh, bucket list, really get clear and focused on what's on that list and start hitting those things off. That's what I'm in the prop. That's what I'm doing right now is, is a matter of fact. So more, there's more to come about that. I'll get more in depth with that, that what the new bucket list is, what I'm, you know, what I'm really getting after, because, you know, when I first started doing this, I was super focused and I was on my bucket list and, you know, and then I just really started having fun and, and di- have done a lot of stuff, obviously, but I want, you know, there's things that sort of got, got, got pushed to the side and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, time to circle back. Let's, let's put this, you know, let's get some of these things as a priority and start seeking out guys specifically with the intention of making that happen. So I'm really more focused right now in my guy selection that I have going on. I'm really just trying to, you know, get, just get, get very focused and pointed with it. And then as far as the business aspect of it, the podcast, expanding, you know, listener base and things like that. I, you know, I've tinkered and I think I've said with her, I've tinkered before with, you know, do I, do I try to monetize this? What do I do? How would I do it? What would that be like? And I think, you know, for me, the next step would be to come would be to show my, like show my face or not be anonymous anymore. Uh, there's probably a way to do it with, that would still be kind of not so mainstream, but I don't know. I'm really just gosh, I'm so much on the fence with that right now. Part of me says it's just sex. You're just talking about sex. What is the big effing deal? So what, who cares if, you know, my neighbor knows I have a podcast where I talk about sex sex therapists talk about sex. People talk about sex. I mean, you know, you you can watch any reality show. They're going to talk about it. They may not be, you know, it may be more intimated, but they're going to, you know, it's, it's out there. You know, I don't know. I'm just, I really have to think about it because, you know, once you let that, once you open that barn door, it's, it's done. You can't take it back. And I've always been very private and, and felt like that was a good way to go. But uh, also, you know, I've, as I've done my research and I listen to other sex, you know, I listen to other podcasters and a lot of, you know, women, female podcasters that are talking about sex, you know, they're just, they're just closing who they are. They're not, you know what I mean? They're, they're, I don't know, they're, their format's a little different. A lot of them are married and they're more, it's more of like a swinger thing or whatever, or they just talk about you know, wanting to keep sex important and masturbating and all this, you know, it's just a variety of subjects, right? But it's all sexual, you know, based around sex. And the, you know, these are some of these, you know, ladies are housewives and moms and they don't, you know, they don't care. They're just like, hey, yeah, this is my thing. But, and they're open about it and they're not hiding it from anybody. So I just have to kind of think about, you know, what the next step would be in the evolution of what I'm doing. I certainly could just keep it the same, but I don't like to, you know, I'm, I'm always, as you can tell, I think if you've listened to me long enough, you know, I'm just kind of motivated, goal oriented. And I'm always trying to like push the next boundary or next limit, whether it's, you know, with my just 
challenge workouts or, you know, from workouts to sex, you know, <laughs> like, I, I like to keep things interesting. And so, yeah, I don't know if I really, I don't know that I answered you, Adam, very well, but I, I have a, I'm, I'm throwing a lot of spaghetti on the wall. How about that? I'm tink there's a lot of stuff I'm tinkering with. So I would say within the next few months, it'll be clear which direction I'm going to go. Okay. Matthew from my texting group, he says, okay, how about improving your sex? When or if do you give or ask for constructive criticism? I personally couldn't see anyone in this generation being capable of it. And also, when was the last time you actually tried to improve something you were doing sexually? That's Matthew, that's kind of, that's ongoing and constant. I, I, I love feedback. You know, it's not, it's where I don't think of, if anybody gives me a suggestion, I'm going to jump on it. I, you know, absolutely. I love that, you know, or, you know, someone says, you know, okay, oh, keep doing that. Or yeah, do this. Or I love it when you, whatever that, that doesn't, so I don't take that the wrong way. I'm not, I'm not looking at it like, oh, he doesn't like it when I do X, Y, and Z or whatever. We're all wired differently. I mean, I, of course I'm going to come in with my kind of signature moves, but every guy is different. I mean, I want to know, and I, I want, I will ask, I mean, I genuinely want to know like, what, what do you like done to you? I don't want to waste my time or yours. You know, I want, when I'm with somebody and they're having, we're having a sexual experience, I want to, I want I want it to be good for them, of course, and, and myself too, you know? So I think it's just, it's just about constant communication. So it's not, you know, I think, I think the, I don't think it's more like when you put in their constructive criticism, I think if you, if you, if you started a sentence with somebody saying, Hey, could I give you some constructive criticism on how you suck my dick? I don't think that's the way to go. <laughs> I think you're setting the tone. All I think you need to do is just tell them, Hey, you know, God, when you did that or, you know, or even when you're in the act, like you tell them, you know, tell them to move their head a certain way or keep doing that. Or oh, I need, you know, oh God, keep suck it harder, or stroke it or touch my balls or whatever. I mean, whatever you, there's a way to do it while you're, while you're in the middle of it. And and, and have it be, and have it be part of this, the sexy, sexiness of what's going on. So as an example, I'll use my, you know, you know, if a guy's just going right, right at it, you know, or he'll say, Oh, I love, you know, like, I love, you know, I love hearing you. I love hearing how excited you are. You know, then I just, of course I jump on it and I'll say, you know, yes, you know, keep doing that when you, Oh my God, I fucking love that right there. Just don't stop. Suck my clit or, you know, do it hard just like that. You know, whatever you have to say, be vocal and verbal about what's going on in the moment. Most guys I find will pay attention and, and if they don't, then, you know, there's another way to bring it up. But, and same thing for women. I think women really want, you know, want to have their partner, whoever they're with, have a good time. You know, I mean, I'm not, but when I meet with somebody and if I decide to have sex with you, I'm not, I'm not coming to have average sex. I want 
my fucking socks knocked off and I want to knock your socks off. That's hard to do. It takes work, but I'm, I'm down. I am in it to win it. (laughs) You know, I mean, I want, I want to be, I want to be right up there at the top of your list. And if I'm not, we shouldn't bother and vice versa. You know, life is too short for average shitty sex or, you know, shitty to average. Why? It's fun. It's pleasurable. You know, I mean, it, it, it can be all these things. It should be all these things. And you should be the one that leads the charge on making it good for yourself. And you have to be willing to, you know, find, find and seek partners that give a shit about how you're feeling and the, and what they're doing for you sexually. So if you, if you have a problem and someone can't take, as you call it, constructive criticism, or you're afraid to give it because they'll react badly, get the, get the wrong person. Just get someone else, really. Because there's a lot of pe- people out there. I, I find most people want, you know, they want to have fun. They want it to be good. And so that's, uh, there's my two cents on that. And Let's see. Okay. Next one here. This is Molly from my text group. Hi, Molly. Have any sexy crushes you still think about even today from when you were younger? Any older men or women? So, well, so Molly, yeah. So if you guys, if you've, maybe you didn't, it wasn't clear. So one of the guys that I've been with off and on for many years, who is a lot older than me, quite a bit older than me. And so I met him when I was 17, didn't do anything. No, yes, 17, knew him, right? Then when I was 18, we were always, you know, it was flirting and and we've known each other. We didn't actually hook up for the first time until I was 25 and then just, you know, off and on over time. And we're now we're, you know, we're still together. He is an older man and it's interesting how that has changed over the years of him. He's always an older man, right? But, but, you know, like when you're 18 and, you know, you got the 30 year old or the 35 year old or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, he's an older man, you know, like it's, it's naughty, you know, and all that stuff. And, and I, when I was younger, I was attracted to older men. I liked that they were sophisticated and just, I liked their whole vibe. I was into it. And, and, you know, I think that's probably where like my insistence on being treated a certain way comes from because I'm used to it. I grew up with it and I just, I cannot, I cannot lower my standard. I cannot come down from that. So if a, if a man's not respectful or he doesn't know how to be a man or just doesn't get it, you know, then literally I, then you're not for me and I'm not for you. But yeah. So, and he just, God, man, I, mean, I would, I remember I would see him coming and he would come into my work. And I mean, I would just freaking die. Like here he comes, you know, and he, oh God, and that suit and that, you know, and he's just a, a, you know, a powerful guy. And, oh, I was always drawn to that. And I still am. And it's interesting because now that I'm older, and he's older, he's still that powerful guy, but I'm older too. And I'm now I'm more 
into my own, I guess, power as a woman. And, but boy, there's just times where it's like, I still, you know, he'll do something and it still just takes me right back to like, yes, this is why I was so hot for you then, back all the way back then, and I'm still hot for you now, you know? So yeah, I still, I do. I still have those, I still have that same crush, that same like hotness, even though obviously he's aged, he's, and I've aged and, and, and it's still there though. It's kind of interesting. It's interesting how that's maintained, that dynamic has maintained over time because a lot of it, I know like where I can't say that about, you can't say that about everybody, but there's just something about this, the dynamic between him and I that, you know, it's, we, I can't quite shake it. So, and I don't want to shake it. <laughs> okay. And he's also supportive of my, you know, me because he's older you know he's supportive of me going out there and doing you know being with being with who I want to be with and having fun and and you know kind of like it takes communication and openness and honestness like uh you know like that question I we got I got earlier from Brad you know it's like that's what it's about it's about when mature it's when you have that maturity in your relationship, but also you still have the sexy hotness and and it's, and it goes the distance. It's something special. Okay. This is Ricardo from my texting group. Okay. Ricardo. So he says, so I'm new to the Layla London journey. So far I'm in love with the blog and the podcast. I'm married and have showed my wife. Yes. Total devotion to her for 20 plus years. My first girlfriend Well, like I said, love your journey and appreciate you sharing. In terms of questions, I would love for you to share how different is the Miss London from today in comparison to the one four years ago. Yes, it's your journey, but do you have a gift? Do you, do you, but yes, it's your journey, but you do have a gift of getting men to open up with you and sharing with your audience and mainly other women. What you evolved into could be great for your fans what we share with you and make you understand about us is the best gift back to us. If we could share it back. Okay. I got a little lost in the end there, but I get the gist of what you're saying. So how, you know, how have I, how have I changed? Well, probably the biggest thing Ricardo is I realized just how important sex is physical contact, the need that we have to connect with each other and it's really changed the way I, I look at it and I view it. And I'm one, and I'm wondering why half the world walks around and is satisfied with shitty sex. I do not understand why they don't demand better you know, for themselves. And it boggles my, you know, and just, and so I, I would say I was one of the people that when, even when I first started this, I didn't know how passionate I was going to be and how just far down the rabbit hole, I would go sexually and how I would really start to realize what an important component this is to me and also to other people. And when I say other people, I, because I get the feedback from people that aren't having it. It's mostly people that are in relationships with people, you know, with their partner, whether they're married or it's a girlfriend. And it's like the sex has just gone to shit or, or, 
Yeah. And, and, and then they're cheating and then, you know, or they, or they're not it, but they're unhappy. It's like, there seems to, it's weird. It's like people will get stuck like that. And I did too. Not, I didn't get stuck with somebody. I just got stuck tuning, tuning it out of my life and not being able to hold up my hand and go, wait a minute, this is important. It's this damn important. This physical contact, this connection. And when you're with somebody that you, especially when you're with somebody, you know, casually, it's fun and all that. But boy, when you take that to, when you're experiencing great sex with someone that you love and they love you, oh my God, oh my God, there's nothing like it. Nothing. It is, it's the strongest feeling and drive I've ever had. You would move heaven and earth for it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And so why people don't insist on that, I don't understand, you know? And it's it's not the norm to have that. So it sounds like you do though. And I again, I'm like, "Oh, I love thank you. I'm so happy to hear from a married a married guy that's like loves his wife and that you guys share your sexuality and, and, you know, you keep it fresh and you're working on it. That is fabulous. Don't ever lose that Ricardo. Stay with that. Open communication with your partner, doing, you know, feeling, making each other feel good. It just strengthens your bond. It's going to, it, it, it just, God, you know, good on you really. But so that's just been my biggest, like, aha light bulb thing is realizing, whoa, this is important. I cannot give this up. Like I cannot, I cannot, I won't ever go back to, well, hopefully, you know, I, and I work at it. I work, I, hopefully I'll never go back to the, a long stint where I'm not enjoying myself sexually. That would just be, for me, that would be like, that would be awful. It'd be like, it'd be like letting myself go physically, you know, like just stop, don't care, don't exercise anymore. Don't think about, you know, my physical appearance, uh, just letting all that go. It would just, it would be as, as bad or worse than that. So yeah, just that's, that's the biggest evolution. That was the shocker, the revelation there, because I thought I was really going to do this, scratch some stuff off my list and then go back to business as usual, basically, whether I was going to have sex or not have sex, you know, I just thought I'm just going to do this wild thing. I'm going to just, just spend some time doing it. And then, you know, I'll go back to life as, as I knew it, you know, and no, I can never, I'm like, Oh God, no, I can never go back to that. Just not making my sex life a priority. I can't, cannot do that. My eyes are opened. So that would be my biggest, you know, that's the thing I just want to share with people is that this, it's important and make it a priority. It doesn't have to be, you know, it can be casually with, with a lot of partners as you know, if you're doing it safely, open and honestly, or it can be one-on-one with somebody that you just really love either way. There's no wrong way to do it, but, but just make it, you know, put it on your radar for God's sakes. You know, I mean, I think I was talking so the new guy that I we'll talk about on the next podcast, we were talking and apparently it's like the average couple has sex twice a month. And I'm like, oh, 
what? Twice a month? That's, oh my gosh. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. To me, that's not something you're doing. Then if you're only doing it twice a month, it's a chore. You're not enjoying it. Spice it up. You know, you, you, you have to edit. Hey, when you have gone, when you have fallen that far down there, when you have like run yourself off in the ditch that far, you have got to just don't be embarrassed about it. You got to make it a priority. Literally, it won't be sexy in the beginning to make it a priority, like exercising every day or whatever, you know, like, but put it on your to-do list, your daily or weekly, like I have to do this X amount of times a week, or I'm not having a successful week. Well, you start doing that and things are going to change things. You'll be shocked at all the little things in ways that your life, your just your daily existence improves when you're having regular sex. It's amazing. Okay. Mike from the texting group, my texting group. His question is, sex in, in a public place, have you, would you, is there a good story? Mike, yes. It's, I did, I've, I've had a couple podcasts about this. I think the most recent one was... In the Big Easy with Cowboy Inn or Sex in the Big Easy. I forget what I called it. Anyway, I was in Louisiana in New Orleans with Cowboy Inn and we went to a sex, you know, a club. I guess you call it a swingers club, sex club. Holy shit. It was hot. Yes. Listen to that episode. I, that's, I have reignited my bucket list, putting that back on the bucket. Like I need to do that more and again. That was so exciting. I It caught me off guard. I didn't know how, how fucking hot and erotic it was going to be. I was so turned on that I was literally like dripping down my leg. I mean, gushing. I was so into it. I knew I would be into it, but not like, I mean, some, ugh, I just was, it was fucking hot, beyond hot. It, the whole thing was just super erotic and I want to do it. Again. I mean, it is on my list. Yes, I'm going to do it again. I have to do it again. And I, I want, yeah, I want to keep, I definitely want to keep exploring that. So listen to that episode. You'll get, you can get more of the details. And if you got, if, if anyone else hasn't listened to that episode, that's a damn good one. Give it a listen. Okay. Bob from my texting group. What's the weirdest way someone has ever approached you? Weirdest way someone's ever approached me. Yeah. Oh, somebody, <laughs> a pimp pro- propositioned me, reached out to me and basically, you know, offered, offered up his services. You know, he was looking for a new recruit. And I said, I basically just turned it right around on him. I said, Hey, you know, Hey, sweetheart. No, thanks. I don't need I don't need a broker, but you know, you could be on my podcast. I'd love to exploit you. <laughs> crickets. He, he didn't want, crickets. That shut him up. He did not want to, he did not want to respond. I was bummed. I, I mean, I jumped right on that. I'm like, Oh no, I have no interest in working for you, buddy. But you can come on my podcast and work for me, you know, like, let me, let me ask you, let me just fire the questions at you because I'm so fascinated 
by how you do this, what you do. I have no, you know, no, I don't have any judgment. I'm more, you know, I look at things in a business model way. Like anybody that's persuasive or hustles, you know, has a system that they work and execute and they're, and they're successful at it. I love to study that shit. Like, let me know. I want to get in there, dig around. I want to know the inner workings of your business model because I find it fascinating. And especially when it comes to sex. So, you know, it's, it's a hot topic for me. So anyway, that's probably the, I'd say that's the, that's, that, that's a, that was, that was unique. Yeah, it was unique. I did kind of wonder too, like when you look at my social media, when you look at, you know, like what, why would, what would make somebody think I, I, if you listened to me at all, if you knew anything about me, you would, I don't know that you, how you could mistake me for being interested in being a sex worker. And nothing against that. I've, I find the whole thing fascinating. I would I would love to interview some sex workers. I again, it's it's business, you know. To me, since I'm a business person, that's just another business model. It's not any different than anything else, you know, in this world that makes money. So, and and that always interests me. So, yeah, that was that was probably I found that quite fascinating. I really wish that guy would have would have given me the opportunity to, you know, chat with him more. And any, if there's any pimps listening, please hit me up. I would love to talk to you, have you on a podcast. You'll stay completely anonymous, but come on, let's have some fun. Okay. This, okay. This came in from, this question came into my website. This is from Jack. Hi there. Are you the Layla London? Your intro says you are early 40s, but if you if I read the bios properly, Layla London started adult films in 2016 at the age of 21 to 22-ish, so didn't add up. Looking forward to listening either way. No, I am not the Layla London, and I I am the, by the uh, but I think I'm the Layla London. I am the Layla London of sex podcasts. Who the hell... <laughs> She can be the Layla London of porno, but I am the Layla London of podcasts. Okay, let's get that straight. I don't know how old she is. And you know what? This is this is funny. I think I've told this story before. When I picked the, the name Layla London, I didn't know that Layla London was a porn star. How it happened was one of the guys I was seeing back, back in year one, D, he is works for Apple and very high up on their security team. They fly him all over the world to do different stuff. Anyway, he was the one who's like, Hey, you got some, you know, there's some things with your website, you know, and he helped me kind of strengthen that up so that people couldn't, you know, find out information about me personally, personal information, things like that. And he said, you know, you really need to, um, people are going to want to know like what to call you, how to address you. You need to pick a, a name. You need to pick like a, a, a pseudo, pseudo name. So I, we were kicking names back and forth and, and, and I came up with Layla, but then I didn't know what the last name should be. And then I don't know if he said it or I said, I don't remember who said it, but Layla London, poof, Layla London was born. And it was funny because I think I was actually with Cowboy N when D was texting me and I was like, oh my God, I just came up with my fake name, you know, but yeah, that, that's how it came about. So it wasn't intentional. I wasn't, 
It wasn't intentional. And then I then after the fact, I realized that there's a porn star named Layla London. And from time to time, I obviously that question does I, people go, are you the Layla London? I want to say, well, yes, I am. Of course, I am the Layla London. I don't know who you think who you're referring to, but this podcaster is. So anyway, yeah, I'm not the porn star Layla London. Okay. This is from Alan. This came into my website. Hi, Layla. Came across your blog and feel fortunate for the stumble. As a now single man closing in on four years with no intimacy or sex in my life, I can, I can relate far too well. I just read Watch Him Fuck Me or Watch Me Fuck Him. No, Watch Him Fuck Me, I think is the name. He trans- It's Watch Him Fuck Me and could feel how lucky you both were in that moment. Looking forward to experiencing more with you. Warm regards, Alan. Well, thank you, Alan. I hope you've been listening to the podcast and I hope you started at the very beginning because it really, I always tell people to start at the beginning. So like, where should I start? Just start at the beginning because then you get to follow the whole thing. I mean, there's been relationships and twists and turns and, you know, all this stuff, offs and ons. And it's like a little kind of soap opera a little bit, you know, in that way, like where these relationships develop and and it's, it's, it's real life. <laughs> it's real life shit. So all about me and my sex life. And, you know, it's funny. I, I did mention it right or a little bit earlier on this podcast about the, just the, the me writing the, about the sexual experiences. I'm so glad I didn't do that anymore. I just, that was painful. It was really hard to do, but I do, but you know what? I makes me just appreciate the, the few the few that I did do, I don't know, there might be a handful, like five or six or something, blog posts. And if you want to read those, they're on the website. You have to go to the website, curiousgirldiaries.com, and then just click on blog, and the, the, the posts are there. And I think I even wrote a, like, there's a couple fantasies, you know, that I wrote about, like, just shit that would pop into my head, like, crazy, that someone would, I'd be texting with someone, or they, you know, one of the guys would get my mind rolling a certain way. And there's a, there's, I think there's like two fantasies on there, but the rest are actual sexual encounters. Okay. That was Alan. Okay. So this is Andrew from my website. He popped this question in there. Okay. Hi, curious girl. We talked briefly on Tumblr, Tumblr, and he gives his handle. I won't put that in there. Anyways, I finished listening to sexual healing. And even though it was a while ago for you, I wanted to reach out and tell you how bad I felt when you dropped the bomb and revealed about your mom. You definitely made yourself the V word and felt rather vul- and and felt rather vulnerable myself. I still have my mom, but it makes me think or wonder if it'll be the same for me as she is still in my daily life. I really love listening to you when I go for walks and runs. I'm 47 and I too have recently over the last couple of years had been have been exploring my own sexual road trip as well. All my earlier years were about finding that one special woman, but never finding her. Now I'm exploring all the things I've wanted to do and try kind of like doing a curious guy podcast. Thank you for sharing everything you have. And I can't wait to listen more. And I want to get caught up listening to you currently. Sincerely, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, that's, it's funny. People ask me like, is there a podcast you regret doing or ever wish you wouldn't have done? And that would probably be the only one where I'm like, Ugh. 
you know, I don't know if I could turn the clock back. Would I have, would, I don't know. You know, it's weird. I just, I, I put it out there and it's, it's fine, but you know, it was just a weird time for me, obviously. And, but it's, it's there. I'm not, I'm not taking it down. It's part of my, you know, it's just part of this part of my life. And I encourage you to keep doing your sexual exploration. Please update me. Like, let's compare sexual bucket lists. What have you been doing? What are you up to? I love to know this stuff. And you know what? You should do a, why not do a Curious Guy podcast? Do it before someone else does. You should. I I don't see why, you know, I don't, I think, I think everybody should be curious guys or curious girls, you know, and, and podcast about their sex life and keep things spicy and fun. And that's, that's really kind of the whole platform here is to spread the sexy goodness. (laughs) So yeah, so good for you, Andrew. Keep me posted. Thanks for writing in. Okay, last one. This is Steve from my website. I know you must get a lot of asks, DMs and emails. How can a guy get your attention asking for a friend? (laughs) Well, do you know what's been getting my attention lately? And people are just starting to do this randomly. They do it from time to time, but it's, it's weird. It seems like it's picking up speed. What gets my attention the most is people will send me voice memos or little quick little videos. Like they won't even be, they might just be sitting in their car or sitting outside, they don't show that like, they'll do it anonymously too. They don't show their face. You know, they might, they'll just show me whatever they're looking at. It's not, don't send me ones of your fucking naked crotch or any of that kind of shit. I'll just delete it. But, but yeah, I mean, and then, so they send me voice memos and as you guys know, I mean, the voice is very, just hearing somebody, the way they articulate what they're saying, especially guys, like I love, you know, I like sexy voices and so when I hear these voices, even though I don't get to see your face, it's hot, you know, and that gets my attention. I'm like, whoa. And if someone has a sexy voice, boy, I notice and I'm going to let you know. So just, and some, you know, people will just share random things in their day. It just, it's kind of cool, you know, that they, I, I share, st- right. I mean, I'm sharing my stuff with you and you get to listen to me in your day, have me in your day. And now I'm kind of getting the same thing the feedback, I'm getting that same thing mirrored back to me. And it's really cool. That, that I would say is that always gets my attention. If someone sends me a voice memo, you know, or a a, a little video or something, and you, you know, you can show your face or not either way. Yeah. I, I listen to all those. I pay attention. And uh, that's, that is, that's the best way to get a response out of me. All right, there we go. Cat's out of the bag. Okay, thanks for that question, Steve. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Again, I'm sorry about the the long delay, but I'm back in the saddle. I'm definitely back in the saddle. And there's going to be, just like you, you know, the fun stuff you want to hear about, the sex. You guys want to hear about the sex? The sex is happening. It's coming. So it'll be, I have, I have stepped on the gas. (laughs) So I will keep you posted and I will be more frequent and try to be just, I won't be taking any more months off. So you can expect a lot of good stuff coming. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.